Hello everyone, it's episode 64 of the General Damage Podcast. What's up guys? How's it going? I'm Nick. Uh, I'm Will. And I'm Shane. Yes, yes you are. <laughs> I'm fucking dog-ass tired. Uh, I feel tired only because of how warm it's been today. It's been fucking hot. Yeah, I smell like ice cream. Why okay. are we lucky? To me, I don't know about anyone else, but to me... Ice cream it has a ton of flavor, but I can never smell it. Mm. Interesting. Which is why I find that scene in Goonies with Chunk, who's about to leave, and then he stops and goes, "I smell ice cream." Which you know, he it's which is through a freezer door. I and next to a corpse, and he smells <laughs> a ton smell. of ice cream. I I think go figure. I I think when it's a homemade ice cream. It probably it mm. probably has more of a smell, like maybe. I th- I think when I walk into a, I haven't been to a Baskin Robbins in years, or to like an actual Cold Stone Creamery uh, that wasn't kind of in an open space. Yeah. But if I remember correctly, like Baskin Robbins had had a distinct smell to me. But I think, it does have a distinct smell. Yeah. I cannot place the smell, but I do not think it's ice cream. Mm. I, I it's mean, sweet. It's sugar. It's yeah. probably what it is. It's probably what it is. I'm going to go with Will on this one and say, because all of the ice cream... Right, for people who don't know, I got a new job. I work at an ice cream parlor. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the ice cream that these guys have is actually the owner's like homemade recipes. Right. It's an in-house place. It's cool. Yeah. So they actually do have distinct smells, and actually that's how I learned to identify them. Cool. Because uh, I get like empty cartons that I have to break down, and I'm like, fuck, I can't tell by looking. Sure, because they all are basically a brown carton. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, like, the, I'm talking about like the actual ice cream contents, right? Yeah. So it's like, sometimes it's raspberry, sometimes it's some sort of sorbet, sometimes it's vanilla, sometimes it's cookie dough. Fair, fair. And like, I can't tell. So, but all I know is lately I've been smelling like it, and. I don't know, maybe I should room with Nick, because then he won't be like, you You smell, like, sweet. Is that what Ashley keeps saying? Get away from me, you smell too sweet? Well, no, it was, hey, you might want to take a shower, because you really smell like ice cream, and it's kind of making me sick. Oh. <laughs> because it was just that strong to yeah. her. Fair enough. And I'm like, yeah, I can smell it on me. Um, when, when you're working, like, five hours, it just seeps into everything. Well, yeah, and you're you're working and you're moving and you're oh, sweating, sweating and it's, things are building, so yeah, yeah. It naturally well, would I'm stick also, to you. Well, I'm also the cleaning guy. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah so that. it gets right into my skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the other thing. It that just kind of reminds me of this joke a comedian was that's he said it was like um he's like being a pizza delivery man is a lot like being uh, in porn. <laughs> you try, yeah, you know you you end the day covered in oil and you regret the decisions you made in high school. <laughs> that's pretty good that's a good one it's, yeah but you're like going ooh yeah. <laughs> that's a burn on someone oh it really is um <laughs> but there's a story I'm tired because of I have because of my lovely job mm-hmm. smile I have to be up at 4 4.45 in the morning because I have to be in the site at 6 right so at ten they break for lunch, mm-hmm. and I go into. <laughs> I love this barista. I go into the Starbucks, walk right up to her, walk right up to the barista, mm-hmm. and she says, "What can I get you, hon?" And I look at her and go, "Meth." 
and she, without missing a beat, goes, I'm sorry, Jesse and Walter just got off today. Oh, good on her. And I'm like, you are awesome. <laughs> that is what we call quality service. Yes. Yeah. Most definitely. Holy shit. And, you know, then I got my poison, so. Which is what I call Starbucks. It's my poison, so. Fair. Go figure. I feel ya. Um, yeah. Nice. That was I'm like okay. He brightened my day a little bit. Um, yeah, person deserves a raise. Yeah, person does deserve a raise. If I had some cash on me, I would have thrown it in the in the tip jar. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, um, so that happened this week, along with E three happened this week. Which Ooh, yes, I could not and en- yeah, I, I could not enjoy as much as I wanted to because of this. What I'm doing, right? With my, making money and at the same time i have the thought that e3 this year is also the pre-alpha game footage showcase uh it was there was a lot of of gameplay footage shown at on for many games yeah a lot of it was all pre-alpha footage and half of me is just going like am i did i have i lost like that that training that i got in college because this shit looks finished yeah, a lot of it looked very good. Yeah, well, I mean, like, when they get right, like, okay, we're going to talk about Anthem, but a- Anthem, they said, was pre-alpha. But mm-hmm. there's this whole thing where they're talking to, the, you're talking to this dude, and it's like, Jesus Christ, this guy looks amazing. Yeah. How How is this, it, it remo- how is this alpha? It reminded me of, um, when, when I was watching the trailer uh, with uh, my brother Eli, um, I commented on how it totally reminded me of uh, of uh, uh, id Tech's uh, engine they used for Rage. That mm-hmm. kind of level of quality in the faces um, yeah. and the just kind of dynamic look around it. It looked super good. And, like, you know, that, that still could potentially be pre-rendered uh, shit. So, you know, they, they could be using some high-end stuff, but it, it, it didn't stand a reason that it would be because everything just kind of flowed so smoothly. Yeah, and the other thing is no one wants to be Killzone 2. Right. So, like, you know, <laughs> that that caused the slew of shit. So when they they put that lovely little watermark in the corner of the, the screen, mm-hmm. pre-alpha game footage or that disclaimer before <laughs> saying all this was captured in game footage. Yeah. If they, you know, they, they I mean, there's not a law but there is you're breaking some rule with that. If 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 it comes out that that's all bullshit. Oh man. Uh, so I mean, credibility is what you yeah. lose most, and your fans uh, will no longer be your fans after that. And it, I I want to say it also falls into a false advertising thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure could, it does. Which could slightly fall under fraud. I'm not a hundred percent on that. I'm not a lawyer. I mean... Huh. Yeah, I... Uh, I was going to say, like, it, it comes down to, with video games, they can be like, oh, well, we didn't mean to mislead you, right? Like, oh, it was just, this was just a cutscene we wanted to show off. We didn't want it to be mistaken for gameplay footage, like the, you know, the whole Killzone debacle. Yeah. But but there's something interesting going on that you brought up. What? Um, and we can talk about it more when you talk about Spider-Man. Okay. There Ooh. were some in-game transitions between cutscenes... And the actual gameplay. 
with yeah. some of these games, and Spider-Man did, really did it really well, where I was like, I, I kind of can't believe that this engine's running that smoothly. Right. Like, mm-hmm. the transitions were just, like, if anything, this was a very cinematic E3 where everyone's like, oh, look at this gameplay. Oh, now it's a cutscene, but you can't tell the difference because it's that good, and it's like... Well, I mean, it, the, the tech is that good. Oh, I know, but, like, it feels like... It's, it's just weird to see that because it's becoming so streamlined now that we're getting to that point. Yeah, I'm, but, like, you know, gone are the days where you had the cinematic action scenes because gamers complain, like, why the fuck can't I do that? Why can't I just do that? And so we're cha- they're changing how they use cutscenes and everything else like that, but it's, like, it's all about immersive and immersion and everything, so they don't want to take people out with a cutscene. Right. And if they can advertise real in-game footage and, like, it looks this good, it looks this awesome... And teraflops and all that other bullshit, like it's it says something more. It's it's along with E three and all the trailers and gameplay footage we saw that, we also saw a Black Panther trailer. Yes. Oh which, my god. Which was amazing and it's like, okay, I have a man crush on Chadwick Bone Chadwick Bozeman. Well, how can you not? <laughs> right. But that trailer was when when it aired, it blew me away on how like yeah, it's, good it it's, was. It's seriously, but here's the thing: that's why they do this because mm. movies are a passive experience. You should just sit back and you can watch a trailer and go, "Holy shit, I can't wait till February! Yeah. This looks amazing." With with games, it's like, "Holy shit, I want to play this because I want to do that and this and like because it's immersive. You want to be in it. That's the difference." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why they want to constantly say in-game footage, in-game footage, which is why some of the other trailers, I know you will talk about them, like Beyond Good and Evil, which is like it was really good looking, but I'm like, yeah, it was all that's it, all pre-rendered. It was all pre-rendered. Didn't really see anything. It was funny, but like it didn't give me any from any information. And Beyond Good and Evil to me is also kind of like Half-Life Three, where it's just like I'll see it when I see it. Yeah, I mean that's you know? that's what I mentioned in, in my post about it is is that game that we like you know, one of those games that we just poked fun on that you know we'll never see it in our lifetime and fucking hell it totally totally shocked me when they when when I saw that trailer. You, you want to talk other shockers? I mean, uh, Kingdom Hearts three, Kingdom Hearts three, yeah, getting that yeah, continuation, an actual Kingdom Hearts three, not Kingdom Hearts two point eight five nine, right? Um, <laughs> an well, actual I mean... Kingdom Hearts three. With Kingdom Hearts 3, though, it's a very, it's a very different thing, because we had gameplay footage before. Right. Yeah. But, but, like, now we have we have not just gameplay footage, but we also have some cinematic stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of, like, actually, um, I know they only posted the Japanese trailer, but someone yeah. translated it. True. Uh-huh. So now we're getting a little bit of story direction, too, so... I'm actually just happy, because now it's like, huh, we're, we're getting back on track after yeah. being off track for about... Five years, for sure. Yeah, well, a friend of mine on Facebook posted it, and he summed it up perfectly. He's like, this is an example of how Square Enix is just so shit-ass poor when it comes to managing and announcing. Because <laughs> this game was announced like three or four years ago, or four or five years ago. Yes, it's been, it was announced a long, yeah. long ago. And now we're finally getting it. It was announced, it was announced a generation ago. Yeah, you know it's 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 unbelievable with that shit. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, at least at least Nintendo 
didn't have the gall to announce, you know, oh yeah, we're going to be working on Metroid Prime 4 until, like, now, until this E3. And, God, apparently people blew up over just some text for it. Uh But, like, understandably so, like, that game, I'd throw that into the same vein as, like, um, Beyond Good and Evil 2 and uh, Half-Life 3, you know, games that you joke and hope will will come back and, you know, aren't going to be disheartened if you don't, you know, don't see any announcement for it at the next E3. Yeah, and there's also <coughs> the fact that, that, that they want... And me, personally, if I was working, if I was in Japan or Nintendo and working on Met, the, the newest Metroid game for the Switch, mm-hmm. I would basically have a poster of Metroid Other M <laughs> on the wall with darts and knives into it with a big sign saying you can do better yeah definitely. Oh, definitely and like if they don't own up to that travesty that i think it was what was it team ninja, team ninja? yeah yeah a sexist fucking company if they can do better than them i mean which isn't hard but still i think that's that should be motivation do better than those jackasses yeah honestly well, so, like, this was a really weird E3 because we got sleeper hits, right? Like, like games what? that... Well, we got games that, like, we talked about where no one thought they were coming back. Beyond yeah. Good and Evil, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then we got sequels like the new <clears throat> Wolfenstein sequel, right? Right. And Crackdown where 3, people, yeah. Where people were like, we know it's there. We did the data mining. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. And so it's it's a it's a weird combination because it's like everyone got Christmas presents this year. I don't feel like anyone got left out. Yeah, everybody got something yeah. they wanted. It, um, I have I've been on Reddit a lot. I have not seen a single post saying Sony One E Three, Xbox One E Three. I haven't seen anything like that bullshit, which I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. Though I'll probably see that kind of crap come Friday or Saturday. I mean, yeah, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. I'll definitely see some bullshit like who One E Three. No one. No. Well, I mean, I will say this, because um, I've been watching E3. I got to watch some E3 press conferences. Same. Right. And then I also uh, got watched some YouTubers talk about it, because, you know, I like to see opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, Boogie, whatever numbers follow. 2899. Yeah, he did a Francis skit, which I thought was really funny, just because really it was hate, like... Uh, I really hate Francis. I like Boogie, but I hate that character. I, I didn't mind because what he was saying, but it was it was pretty interesting because I think he reflected the when everyone was talking about like the Nintendo stuff, mm-hmm. like the Metroid uh, <clears throat> announcements and some of the cool things that Nintendo's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Right. It was just kind of like it's like I thought Nintendo. His quote was like, "I thought Nintendo was going to lose, but obviously they're not fucking trying to screw themselves over this year." Right. Because if you remember last year with the Star Fox debacle. Mm. That was just like, everyone's like, there's no way <clears throat> Nintendo could recover. And then, of course, not only are we getting Metroid games, we're getting side-scrollers that go back to Metroidvania. Remind me again the Star Fox thing. Um, it was, they released a Star Fox for the 3DS. Oh, and it okay. wasn't anything that they promised. Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. It was just like, it was basically like, oh, a Star Fox game. Uh, joke's on you, it's up, but it's a 3ds game and it's nothing like we said it would be right right okay i remember ryan i i like that's ringing a bell now yeah um yeah this 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 c3 i don't know about weird i didn't get any weird but it was just 
trying to share on our Facebook page all the shit that was coming out was like <laughs> impossible. It was impossible, and as that that was cool. I mean, I like that. I like E3s because I've been watching them for a good long while now. Mm-hmm. When they were on Tech TV and G4 and all that shit. Yeah. Um, I like E3s a couple of years after a new console. You know, mm. because then we start we start to get the stuff that we all want. We start to get like you know the, those those games that look good and feel good, and the developers have time to get used to the new software. Right, everything kind hardware. of settles settled in, and yeah. we're getting the we're getting the meaty shit now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like E three is after a generation boost. <clears throat> what really happens is everyone says, "Okay, what." what could be successful this time around mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's always good because it's people th- it's actually developers and companies really thinking about what people want right. uh for instance and I, we're probably gonna touch on this monster hunter world was announced oh, oh my god and if you if you ask me or will what was the one thing we want capcom to do i finally get a either. fucking monster hunter mmo that was on or my put list. it back on a console yeah yeah Holy and so shit. that happened, and it's like, huh, you guys do listen. I, f- I, that was probably the one thing I fangasmed over, like, the hardest, because I had heard nothing about it, I had was not expecting it, and I, as soon as I saw, because I gotta watch the, uh, that, that press conference live, uh, as soon as I saw it, I had that in my Facebook feed kind of next to each other and was just yelling at my friends, oh my god, we all have a PS4 now, everything's great in the world, fuck any other Monster Hunter game, this is it, kids. <laughs> yeah, and I saw that reaction and I was like, that's what E3 should be like. Yeah. yeah. People should be excited. So, yeah. what what game do we want to talk about first? We all got lists. I mean, we can start with Monster Hunter since you brought it up, like... Unless you feel like we covered the basis on on that. Well, I mean, yeah, I, not, not to speak out of turn or anything like that, but I think you did cover it. I mean, yeah. you guys are, like, genuinely... I've never played Monster Hunter, because like, I've never had a Nintendo product that could play it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you guys are excited for it, and it's like, well, I have to get a console to play with you fuckers. I think... Well, if I could say one thing, it's on. What? It's going to be on on, call, on on all consoles, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. But there's a difference between me just playing on my Xbox and then you guys with like ten other people on sure. PS4. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, it's the reverse this generation. I'm on the Xbox, which is the lonely console with no one on it. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is on PS4. Yeah, yeah. I I, I want to say one thing though, which is Capcom has always been good with the Monster Hunter games because they do one thing really well. Which is every iteration, they change something, mm-hmm. and they try to improve. And it's not a huge change that ruins the game, it's just a small thing. Yeah. This time, it is a huge change, and I think it only makes the game better, which is open world. No more loading. Right, which is really cool. And that's something that MMOs have kind of been shifting more towards for uh, for the Monster Hunter franchise. So it's yeah. it's exciting that, you know... It, it, it's there, there are two MMOs that exist for the Monster Hunter franchise... And the U.S. has had access to none of it. Yeah. It's been Asia. Uh, I think sometimes Australia has had access to it. Sometimes Europe has had access to it. We have had zero access to it. Yeah. And finally, we are fucking getting it. And I am happy and ecstatic. And I cannot wait 
to fucking pick it up and jam with people. Uh, like it, I that game, yeah, I, I, I probably of of the games on my list was the most excited about because it shocked me. Just, yeah, no, I get that. A game shocked me. That's on my list. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah, but. I mean, the fact that, like, I've only seen you guys play Monster Hunter on a handheld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're talking about, like, no loading and everything like that. Well, like, yeah, well, you're getting the power of a beefy co- a console or a computer, whichever. Yeah. Of course, there's, you know, they're going to get rid of a few things, and it's going to be open world, and it's going to look and feel good. Yeah. Um, and, like, that, that, that trailer, that gameplay footage was awesome. Oh, so. my God. It, it, well, it felt so good. I mean, I've been... Like, I, I've been waiting for it to come back to PlayStation for a while, mm-hmm. because that's where I played Monster Hunter. It was the first one on PS2, yeah. and every other game's been reminiscent of that, and every other game's been great. Like, for instance, I just picked up Generations. Really happy I did, because I have some practice time before World. Yeah. But to see this change, I'm hoping... that On top of that, also, they're doing... Um, it sounds like Dark Souls-style drop-in-and-out uh, multiplayer. Yeah, that's what I've heard, um, but they, I mean, nothing's been confirmed for it yet. Yeah, does if that, that mean is the case, people that'd be are awesome. gonna? Are they, sorry, does that mean people are gonna be dicks? No, like people, someone's gonna drop in and hit you, and then try and kill you. And no, you? Monster Hunter is always a cooperative game. It's, there's no PvP oh, okay. aspect to it. You that's can't cool. kill a player, okay, with your own damage, but you can fuck them up by like Tanking. moving them in a certain direction. Well, and stuff. Where there's a will, there's a way. Someone will find a way to sure. be that person um, in any game, like. That's what I heard about. Um, what's it called? Uh, the Battlegrounds game. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Player unknown you know, Battlegrounds. It, yeah, yeah. It's it's a hundred people in, and there's two people that are complete douchebags that ruin it for everyone else. Yeah. Out of a hundred, there's always two, and it fucks up the barrel. Uh, a, a lot of a lot of the Monster Hunter franchises, you'll just you won't necessarily have people that'll that'll go out of their way to fuck over uh fuck over the players they're with. They'll just kind of bog down the team because they aren't they aren't very good at the game. Fair so enough. that that'll yeah. that'll be the causation of kind of like wipes or kind of frustration is just players not being good, um, yeah. and that's kind of always been Monster Hunter's kind of thing. Like much like the Dark Souls game is get good, um, but you know, unlike unlike uh, Monster Hunter, Dark Souls brought in a PvP action, so then it was really just defined on how good you were versus how good you weren't. Yeah. 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 So, um, yep. so oh, that was Capcom. Yeah. That was Capcom. I want to talk about the game that surprised me. Sure. Sure. Uh, I won't actually two of them surprised me, but I, the one, the other one that surprised me also annoyed me. And we'll get to that in a second. Mm. Well, it was annoying. It annoyed me in presentation, but I want to talk about skull and bones. Yeah. That was a game. Okay. I didn't know I wanted. <laughs> Uh, it, it, I'm happy we're getting two pirate-themed games, and that's one of them. And it looked awesome. And the other one's the Sea of Thieves, right? Yeah, Sea of Thieves. That that one kind of ticks me off, because it's like, oh, you have to have eight people. You have to know eight friends. Yeah. No, I don't like that. This one I like, because it's like, it's just you. Mm-hmm. You're controlling the whole ship. You know, kind of this weird, slow dog fighting race kind of thing mm-hmm. you're a pirate and you get to customize your ship and use different cannons i think that's really awesome um but there's a couple things it's, it's ubisoft sure 
So I'm a wee bit hesitant. Well, but I'll, I'll I'll kind of dissuade you from being as hesitant. If they got the if they got a number of the the people that worked on Assassin's Creed Three and Black Flag, and um, uh, there's another one that had ship uh, ships in it. If they got a number of those people um, from from That's those not- games. To help work on how the ship maneuvers and feels and the combat, it'll feel alright. That's not what I'm worried about. What are we worried about then? It's Ubisoft. I'm worried okay. about another For Honor. I mean, if they make it multiplayer only, then yes, that's a good no. reason to worry. They're not making it a multiplayer only because the trailer, the cinematic trailer, which looked really cool and it shows some awesome stuff, mm-hmm. at the end, there was a literally. For this four-minute trailer, there was an uh, end scene, like an end credit cut scene, sort of. Mm-hmm. And so they're digging up stuff from the wreckage of a ship. Sure. It's a different captain. Yeah. And all of a sudden they see other ship stuff pop up out of nowhere. And you don't know what's going on. And, and then it pulls out. And there's a crack. So you see, and there's a, yeah, there's a giant squid. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Are we going to have, like, mysticism? Is it going to be a kind of a magical thing or Fantastic Beasts kind of thing? Like, that'd be cool. Sure. Um, but what I'm saying is I don't want it to be a For Honor because I don't want them to put all the resources in multiplayer like they did with For Honor. And I actually want a meaty story. I also don't want to be... I don't want to have it so... If I'm not connected to online, I can't even play the single player. Because that's what happens with For Honor. If I don't have my Ethernet cable plugged into my Xbox, I can't play the story. Um, I'm trying to think of other Ubisoft games where if I've run into that issue. And well, off- For Honor had the was the biggest um, right. It's the biggest uh, biggest flaw. Culprit. Yeah, culprit. There culprit. You go. They, they they pulled that. Whereas it was. You had to you had to be online even yeah, to play a single player, but, but, and the main focus was a multiplayer. Right, that that I think is the big thing is its its main focus was the fact that it was a multiplayer game. Whereas if this is a single player game, their single players haven't necessarily had that many issues. Um, yeah. So like I, I I I'm still like if if this was if this was going to be Sea of Thieves like then yeah. then I then I totally agree. With your kind of like fear of what Ubisoft will do with it, yeah. but if it's if it's going to be primarily a single player aspect, I'm a little less hesitant on it. Well, yeah, but like I mean, I just don't want to have to plug in my Ethernet cable to play the single player game. I know? mean, I I guess that's kind of annoying, but uh, a little, uh, it's it's just a thing. I'm like, yeah. I don't really care about Ubisoft. Uh, you play bullshit the club, sure, whatever the hell they're calling it. Shit, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's there. Right. It's kind of whatever. Like I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna be a pirate. That's fucking cool. Yeah. I... There's gonna be different types of shit ships, and it looks it looks interesting. So and the multiplayer actually also looks interesting because it's not about killing; it's about looting. Sure. So um, um, I, I think I'm, it's kind of neat. I'm kind of less annoyed if I have to plug in for for well, it, and it's only because like I'm primarily online a lot with my other units anyways yeah no i mean i get that but for me i kept getting a lot of errors with for honor yeah that's that's where i'm I'm going with which is like hey you can't play the game because of this error error 49 error 18 so i'm with nick on this one okay 
if purely for the fact that Ubisoft never has dedicated servers. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's and something that's, that's ridiculous on their part. I don't know what they're thinking. And, and, and that's just irresponsible. Now, granted, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, everyone thought For Honor was going to have a really cool campaign because the multiplayer looked amazing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That is kind of like the story that has believe, uh, led to believe. And I mean, I liked the multiplayer for For Honor, but I will be the first to tell you, you know, there was just a handful of problems across all the platforms. Sure. And it, it and it was just bad. It's, here's the funny part, though. Each platform had a different problem, but Ubisoft just did not do the right things to handle it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried from a design aspect. I'm more worried from a management one where it's like Ubisoft as a company needs to get their shit together. Yeah. If they're really going to be trying to make these games that they think – like they have great premise for games, but they just fuck it up. Sure. <laughs> and I mean like uh, – Going all the way back to Assassin's Creed Three. Right? Uh, we don't talk about that game. It's giant. Hey, you shut your mouth. I'm gonna hey, finish this uh, sentence, which is when you have to release a patch because people can't fucking complete the game. Well, I mean, that game yeah. was just plagued with it being a garbage game. <laughs> yeah, like, but that's but that's irresponsible. Things. That's irresponsibility on the company's part. So, and I don't want to see that. I, I will say it is a different branch of Ubisoft that's working on this game than For Honor. Uh, Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft's Montreal branch worked on For Honor, while Skull and Bones is their Singapore, uh, section of the company. So you are getting a different group. Like, I I, I understand your fears, but I, like, I, it's also, like, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, if anything. It is a different branch of their company. Well, you gotta see what like they kind of do with it. Yeah, I'm willing to give it a chance. I'm I'm still very excited for this game because it looks awesome. I want this game. I can't play Dreadnought for whatever bullshit reasons because it's not even out yet, and I don't have the PC to play it, and I don't even have a PS4 to play it. So I'm kind of mad at that. Sure. But I can play this game, and for me, it's like I just want to be able to play it, you know, and I don't want to have have server issues and mismanagement on Ubisoft as a whole which is what happened with For Honor it's Ubisoft as a whole as a whole company that's the main issue that I had with For Honor that's what it makes me a little bit afraid for this game I'm not at all worried about Far Cry 5 because it's a single player experience yeah it's a single player experience yeah I can have my friends do co-op and all that other bullshit but I'm probably not gonna ever do that because I want to go and kill these rednecks myself (laughs) Um, we just became topical. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, despite all that, Skull and Bones, I'm I'm really excited for. I'm also, if I can just go into a little bit with the other game, if you mind, if I take over too. I am mm-hmm. excited for Anthem because it's like, oh great, we're getting an Iron Man game, kind of. <laughs> uh, sure, sure, okay. Oh, I mean, that's what they kind of reminded me of, like like an Iron Man mech game. Okay, you know, you know that they're javelins. I think that's what they're called. Uh, yes. Um, I was about yeah. to say something else, but I was about to be very wrong. Yeah, it's made with frostbite, which is really cool. So I'm excited uh, about that and seeing what the environment can do with it. I'm glad you are. <laughs> okay. I I have my reserves on other 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 branches of EA using frostbite. 
Yeah, well, this is Bioware, so who knows what we're going to get. Yeah, that's why I have issues yeah, with it. Uh, Bioware, I, I the you. last time they used Frostbite, it looked like it had, like, there was issues with the game aging well. And that's fucking, what's it say, Andromeda. Like, oh. Yeah, they used Frostbite Engine in that one, it looked like Frostbite 1, and it looked like it was fucking out of date by, like, a good couple of years. Yeah, so, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But as excited for I am for that game, mm-hmm. what annoyed me was its presentation where they faked a co-op um, battle or uh, people playing it. Meh. <laughs> it was... It, it, no, because they constantly do that. They did it for Destiny a couple years ago. Sure. And that annoyed me. And they did it for this game and they're doing it for other games. It's, just, it's like... It feels contrived. It's very contrived, and it's just like, okay, we don't need that. I don't really care that I can that it's a multiplayer. You can just say it's multiplayer. I'll believe you. But if they're if they're wanting to show in game system yeah. for it, like <laughs> you, you want to try and give it the the sense and feel of what quote unquote the but experience will be. It doesn't. That's what I'm getting at. I mean, it, it feels, it, it has that kind of odd, uncanny valley contrived feel to it. I'll agree with you there. Well, no, no, it's not an uncanny valley thing. It's just people faking on a script yeah, that's, that's what I'm, how to play. That's what I'm playing that, when I say yeah. uncanny valley. It's just, it's it feels wooden with how yeah. it's read. Um, I... It, it's just, it's a thing about E3 that I don't like and how they try and present things. Sure. It's like you're you're you already got me hooked, and now you're just like, hey, you want some some more stuff? How about some frosting with that cake? That's that steak. No, I, I I'm eating the steak. Didn't care about it as much because I was watching the gameplay of it more than anything. You're what? I was watching the gameplay and just kind of the the overall yeah look no. Of things. I was watching the gameplay too, and I really liked it, but like the the fake acting kept getting in my way. It's like I couldn't not hear it. Eh, that was me. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I put a barrier on that because I'm so used to that garbage. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. They're going to they're gonna have to sell this game somehow and this is yeah. the way these companies are finding to sell it. I, I think my problem with this... I am excited for Anthem as well. My problem right. with it is it, it's too Destiny-like in its design. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's EA's answer to Destiny. Destiny. And I don't think it's going... I think it's going to have some issues when it's released. Right, and this is also, like, we're getting into a, hey, that company over there did that. Let's copy them. Right, right. We're, and, we're now, you know, we're now back this, that again. Yeah. <clears throat> this is just the first Destiny clone of many, in my opinion. I would agree. I think um, the problem is, is we're getting a Destiny 2, so Anthem's going to yeah. feel like the odd man out a little bit, because they have to, they have to Maybe. know that their player base is going to be split between two games. Maybe. I mean, you never know. So, like, some people could really want to be Iron Man. Like, I mean, well, so... and time investment is kind of a key factor here. That's why other yeah. MMOs couldn't beat um, uh, World of Warcraft. True. <clears throat> I think if Destiny's going to... Uh, not Destiny. If Anthem's going to succeed, mm-hmm. it needs to have its own hook. Sure. It needs to have something really well, unique. And I, that, I think the javelins are that hook. I think the javelins could be that hook. Uh-huh. Mm. I think the javelins need to. I need to see some sort of 
uh, info on the customize uh, customizability. Sure. I need to see on what exactly the game allows me to do with the javelins, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because the thing about Destiny, which everyone got all hyped about, was it's like it's a third person shooter. Uh, first it's really person. dynamic. First, uh, first person. Sorry, yeah. uh, first person shooter. Really dynamic. Has this uh, MMO feel, right? Mm-hmm. And those are all great qualities. But any game can be a first person MMO shooter in a sense. Like, I mean, technically, you could say Borderlands could have been that, right? Well, it's already an RPG mix with a fucking I mean, shooter. There have been other games that have done it. Hellgate London's yeah. an example of that. Yeah. Yeah. But so I think Anthem has a really cool opportunity by pushing itself away from the overall design feel of Destiny by taking advantage of, like Nick said, I want to be Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would really love to be Iron Man. Sure. And if that yeah. game can grant that, I think it will find its player base. Granted, though, it needs to do something that Destiny doesn't do. Right. Which is, well, actually, a lot of things I think Destiny doesn't do exceptionally well. It does it okay. Mm-hmm is it doesn't create an online co-op that feels cohesive at times. That's what they've addressed with number two, with uh, Destiny 2. Yeah. If, That's true. If, yeah. So, it's, it's, so they, like it's it's got to it's got to stand its ground. It's got to prove that it can be a top dog as much as Destiny and pull yeah. and pull like part it, of Destiny's crowd into it. If one thing it can if it should do is it should have that good story. Like I want to know what what's the what's the deal with the wall? What are the people like that hide behind it? What's outside it? You know, it has to really get into that lore, mm-hmm. as well as you being Iron Man flying around, which just adds a sense of verticality and depth, literal depth, because you can go up to the highest mountain and down into the sea. Sure. You know, if it can do that, then I think it'll definitely pull people in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I think it looks, it looks amazing. Looks sweet. Yeah, like everything else is pre-alpha. Mm-hmm. Don't know why it looked good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for it. So I'm too. Yeah, I just I need it. I needed to. I needed to do a little bit more. Needed to do right. do a bit more, and I, I think it can. I want to see a hands-on gameplay trailer. Sure. Specifically showing me the interface. Mm-hmm. I think that's key for a game like this, which is intuitive gameplay controls. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, it becomes a fucking hot mess, and you know nobody wants that. <laughs> no one wants. A hot yeah, mess. I mean, exactly. It's well, it's kind of like um, if I'm gonna fly like Iron Man, I want it to be one button. You know, I press the A button, I jump, I hold this trigger down, and guess what? I take off like a rocket. And there's no other. There's nothing else I have to do. Sure. That that the flying aspect needs to be simple. Going into water needs to be simple. Going really high needs to be simple. Fighting needs to be solid. Like there's a lot of things that need to be solid. But again, I think to really drive it home, they need that hook, that story, and the story is what will hook people. Mm-hmm. If it's got a really needy story, and you can't fix that with patches because people are like, well, we went that we went through that with Destiny. But there's Destiny Two over there. Yeah, the, the, fuck it. They, they've already, yeah, they, they're yeah. They 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 worked out their kinks. They're yeah. they're they're already ready for for there to be yeah. hopefully no kinks on on their right. release. Yeah. If Anthem has a meaty story, I think that'll help. Oh yeah, it, it'll definitely help. Uh, it'll definitely, and I I think another thing that'll definitely, um, that'll definitely lend to this is 
you know, one, one of the things about Destiny is you don't need other people uh, to do the yeah. basic storyline. You know, for, for the right. base storyline, you don't need it. It's when you want to do, when you want to do a strike, when you want to do a raid, uh, you know, it needs people. If if Anthem decides to pull the, you need more more people to have a better game experience, it's also going to take a ding in that. Yeah, that's going to take, like, let me explore and figure this world out. But you see that monstrous behemoth over there? It doesn't matter that you're level 50. You can't take that on without a few other people. Sure, yeah. It, uh, you, but it's not story related, so don't worry. Yeah, you, you don't... Yeah. The, give it, give me reasons not to interact with certain things yeah. if they're, they're problematic. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. But, I mean, we're really dogging this game. I mean, we're not dogging I mad. its expectations, I think. Its expectations. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just, it's like... I, I am kind of... I, I just get annoyed at some of the stuff that they do. That's like, you don't need to do that when I'm already hooked. Like, I'm watching you for a reason. That's just a presentation thing. It's some it's some things I wish I stopped. they stopped. Though they did stop the 40-year-old men in blazers and jeans fashion show. That, that's one thing they stopped. Yes, they did. <laughs> for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. If I were to present a game on E3, you know what I'd wear? Mm-hmm. A shirt that had the game on it. Uh, a number of them. Uh, that that was one thing I noticed this year. Yeah. Uh, outside of like the full, you know, the, some dudes in full business suits. A number of them yeah. had a, had a t shirt with uh, with the uh, game logo. Um, right. Uh, or something that's like that that's attached to the game. Uh, like uh, here we'll go into a, a game on my list. Uh, go ahead. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two, the Space Monkey right. program. Holy ghoul, holy shit. You know, that was one night we fucking joked. I think we even joked about it, like, the week before that we'll see something about Beyond... Yeah, it was last week. Yeah, about Beyond Good and Evil 2, and fucking hilarious, like, called it moment. Uh, yeah, we got... We, jo- we, we, we joked about Beyond Good and Evil? Yeah, I think at the very yeah. end. Uh, <laughs> well, we didn't really joke. What I said was... I can't quote myself, I said basically, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is one of those games where... Everyone really expects it, but it's never going to come. And the group that wants it keeps getting bigger, but most of them haven't even played the first one. Right, yeah. right. And now for all the people who did play it, like myself, mm-hmm. same. it's like, oh, we're going to get it? Yeah. Wait, this isn't a joke, right? Right. That w- Like, I, th- I, I, tri- I triple fact-checked that game mm-hmm. purely out of the fact that I thought it was a fucking joke somehow. I love how emotional they... Because, like, the, the video I put... Was from the from the uh, press conference. I love how emotional uh, they got, uh, like as people were cheering, cheering for it. Like you could tell that there there has been excitement and wait, and people have have been like dedicated to like holding on to the fact that they may get it. It's a it's going to be a prequel, which is interesting. Oh okay, yeah. So that's that's uh, they said that in in the uh, in in the press conference. It's going to be a prequel to uh, the first game, which I think right. is fine. <laughs> like, it's something you don't need to tie things together. You don't need to, like, f- have fear on too much time has gone by and no one understands it. You can actually, like, get a newer crowd into it yeah. and it's, be fine. It's also just... Also, it be, it'd be hard to continue the note that the first game left on mm-hmm. at this point in time yeah. because I don't feel like the... The way that game was going is kind of relevant. I would agree. It's... I do think. Um, I mean, there's there seems to be a big thing about anarchy this year. 
sure uh-huh. yeah defy defy like the government or like you know breaking the rules seems to be like a big theme mm-hmm. kind of well days gone cool by. god damn it <laughs> days gone yeah days gone did that where the guy said fuck you i don't care about the camp yeah yeah um that's kind of anarchy i mean he is a biker that's kind of the biker code which is like their own rules um detroit become human is also about anarchy and rebelling yeah 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 so it's it's really cool i think with this this game though right it's just a cinematic like nick said so we're not really seeing much right right, right. yeah okay um just a quick thing i yeah. never played beyond good and evil i think it's okay. on my steam i got it for free mm-hmm. i can't remember um but the thing that surprised me about Beyond Good and Evil, and maybe it's just when I looked at the first game, and then the, there's this trailer, and then they started like dropping the f bomb like left and right, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> wasn't expecting that. This pig and this monkey, monkey arguing and like going, "Fuck you, find that fucking monkey." It's like, all right. Sure. Okay. Why? When, was it? Did it have that? The first game was it like that? I don't remember it being that aggressive with its f bomb usage. Yeah, I mean, it was shame. It was. I mean, um, I I want to agree with you, Will. I think it was a little bit more passive. Yeah. yeah. But granted, this is also a very different game in a sense because, like you said, it's a prequel, right? Yeah. These, you know, this is a group of people trying to go to a place they're not allowed to go. Obviously, the monkey gives no shits about what anyone thinks about him. Mm. I think the best part, though, about that whole cinematic was it created a really cool sense of feel for that planet they were on. Sure. Yeah. In a matter of seconds. Like, it was fucking Chinatown. Right, yeah. He jump. They they're like in the slums, and they go up, and there's all these skyscrapers, and they're they're going through like traffic. It looked like Indonesia. Yeah. yeah, and also I like it though because what he goes, it's fucking Swiss chocolate, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the accent of the monkey. Oh, I mean, it's it's South African, yeah. I think. It reminds me of a South African accent. Yeah. So, so the thing yeah. is though, all those all those elements mm-hmm. tell me that there's a cohesive thought behind this world. Yeah. Right. And I am excited for that because story is relevant, especially for a game like this. Um. Hope to see some gameplay. Hopefully, it's revved up from you know the old uh, Beyond Good and Evil One. Yeah, it, it should be. I don't think Beyond yeah. Evil. I mean, that's two or three generations ago. Like, yeah, you can't. It's hard to go back a generation because of mechanics are now embedded mm-hmm. into you. You can uh. tell that to uh, the Last Guardian. Yeah. Sure, but I mean that game kind of suffered for it. As good yeah, as it, it as good no, as it was, I, I was, it definitely did suffer for how to how to date how out of date it felt. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So actually, really yeah. quick, since we're talking about prequels, mm-hmm. a game that was on my list was um, Strange. Um, oh, Life is Strange. Life, Life is, strange. is Strange. There we go. Yeah. Sorry, my I saw my mic start to cut out. I was worried. Life is Strange before the storm. Yeah, which I was kind of. A, I was impressed that they decided to do another one, but it's cool that we get the we get the prequel. Well, so I watched that press coverage, uh-huh. and I like what the developers said, which is, you know, they were actually fans of the game, the first one. They, you know, they didn't make the first one. Oh, okay. And so they're like, okay, we want to make the prequel. And the way they addressed it was, well, 
there's no supernatural elements because in the first game, Chloe didn't have supernatural elements, right? Yes. That was Max. Mm-hmm. So that already tells me that they, they understand that they don't need to do a supernatural gimmick to make a game good because honestly, I watched Life is Strange. I watched someone else play yeah, it. Yeah, same. And it was a really good story. And the choice system was really smart. I like because, it. Because, yeah, I mean, granted, you know, you could say, oh, a Telltale series, but like... Whatever. What Life is Strange did was that every choice rippled into other choices, not just between episodes, but actually within the game itself. Right. And so, um, I, I think it's just cool that they're doing a prequel because I like to know the story before the story, right? This is about Chloe, who is a main character of the first game. Mm-hmm. And I actually wanted to know more about her because, you know, she, like, she had a really interesting ramp up in the first game where it's like, oh, Max has just jumped back into her life. Things are kind of going topsy-turvy now. I mean, her story is very important from what, what happens, what occurs. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool to see uh, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The girl who kind of drives the first game. Right. Even though she's not even in it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just cool. Like, I think story journey games like this... I don't like episodic games. I'll be real. Sure. It, it, it doesn't sit well with me. But as an episodic game, I think Life is Strange was a really good, like... I actually think originally when it released, it was like a sleeper hit. A lot of people didn't know about it. Yeah, it was more. it's more of a it, cult classic than anything. Yeah, but to, for it to get a sequel and a prequel at that is really cool because it's it's adding... it's It's... Instead of waiting on it, right? Mm-hmm. Just going for it now is a, this is a perfect time. It's got a huge fan base, and if anything, this might give people some directions. You know, story-driven games where they can finally we can finally get more um, choice-based games that actually have good, meaningful choices. Sure, because I feel like this game had those specifically. Yeah. I'd agree. I mean, not much more to say on it. Like, yeah, 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 it, it, it definitely. It was one of those I was not expecting a sequel, and to hear that it's being done by another another company because originally it's it's a Square, a Square yeah. Enix product, um, that someone someone else you know is is grabbing the reins on it and putting out quality, which is cool. You wonder how I knew it was a Square Enix product the first time. Uh, I mean, I saw the logo, but how? I didn't actually recognize. I didn't think about like them making it, but they had a, they had the main character say, "I don't care what anyone says." Final Fantasy Spirits with it is a great movie. Oh, oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. That's kind of a, a niche, a niche subject to talk about. Side side comment. Fuck that movie. Uh, side Next comment. Game. Fuck you. Uh yeah, let's... which movie? Spirits Within. Is a Final Fantasy movie. It's their first one. They oh, did. that yeah, fun. it's That's a, a Final Fantasy movie only in name. Uh, yeah, it really is though in that aspect. I it's st- a piece of shit. I still enjoy it. It's garbage, but uh, yeah, you're allowed to enjoy garbage things. You like the Super Mario Brothers movie? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> I'm Bob really Hoskins, quick. Man. Really quick. I know it's not on our list. Mm. But Super Mario Brothers is getting a XCOM game. Yeah! Oh my god, I was gonna put that on my list, but I was like, Tara, what? Oh yeah, it's 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 uh 
Mario plus rabbits. Uh, oh, that Kingdom game. Battle. Yeah. It plays like XCOM. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So you are stoked about it. I knew you were. I am because it's cool. Are you kidding me? That's, that's such a cool concept. Well, I'm actually interested only because we everyone gives Mario shit because it's the same five games. Yeah, this is a different unquote. five one. Or this is, this is a different one to start. This is the sixth yeah, one. Here we go. No, I, I saw gameplay of it today. It it plays like XCOM, but you have you have to strategize a little bit more on on uh, how to get things done well. They ended up showing uh, showing them go up against uh, a rabbit that looked like Donkey Kong. You know, had the full on DK tie, and apparently, if you deal damage to it, it eats bananas in front of it. But there's a little panel in, uh, that's in front of the bananas. If you if you have a character step on that. Uh, it'll cause the bananas to drop, and then the rabbit will uh, be able to recover health. But it gets it can get in melee range and pick up your your character, and like <laughs> its its animations were great. Like it picks it up, it shakes the rabbit or it shakes the character around, kind of bops it on his head, rubs it on his butt, and throws him. And I was like, that's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds very appropriate for a Mario game. Uh, it sounds appropriate for a Rabbid and Mario uh, crossover. So, I think it's clever. I think it is really clever. Hmm. I, I did not see any of that. I mean, I heard about the Rabbids game, but I didn't know it was an XCOM type thing. Yeah, that's that's what uh. kind of like surprised me, that it, it it's going to play like XCOM. Yeah, I, I saw the Mario Odyssey thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't want to get into it. Because it'll just... I just don't want to get into it. Yeah, yeah, I feel like... Yeah, we got other shit to talk about. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was just... I saw... It was, it was on Reddit, and I'm like... It, you know that meme where it's like a bunch of dudes sitting on a couch, and they're like, you know, they're, they're stone-faced. Like, they're just... They're, 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 they're no motion. Mm-hmm. And like, the next image is them screaming and losing their shit, and that you intersect that with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they showed that. So the top image was what's his name talking about the new xbox and all the processing power yeah and it's the guys and they have no emotion uh-huh. and then it's mario odyssey with the hat and the mustache and all the you know, all the things that can wear and wear the hat and have the mustache right and then it's the guys all freaking out about that i'm like really that's what people are happy about <laughs> I- i'm I just mean, sitting there fair, just going Nintendo like Nintendo fans yeah. yeah but like to me it was just kind of Whatever. I, I, I don't I don't really give a shit. I mean, yeah. I would like to play it, but I'm not just... I'm not overjoyed. Ooh, I, I, I'm not even in the camp that would like to play it. Uh, that that, that mm-hmm. Mario game, uh, the Mario game can stay far away from me, and I'll be a happier camper yeah. for it. Uh, Fair enough. But, uh... I, as, as a Nintendo fan, I'm just kind of like... The XCOM game is looking pretty good right now. Yeah, comparatively, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to like go on uh, to, to kind of like go in a different direction with some games, um, I have two on my list that one one of one of which I definitely know what's going to be the vibe on it. The other one I can only kind of guess on it just off of uh, off of imagery and kind of the the trailer that they put out. Um, so let's go with the first one, Code Vein. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch that at all. No, I did. All right, so it is if you took an anime and you mixed it with Dark Souls, and the main characters were vampires. Another vampire game. Yeah. So 
it's it's very much in an anime style. You have uh, a, a, a little girl, quote unquote, uh, carrying around a rifle, uh, and the character you play who has a variety of weapons he can wield, and you traverse through what looks like, uh, uh, you know, a present day, or it looks like the the aftermath of like nuclear war or something like that. You're running through ravaged cities. Uh, and like kind of the tombs of the old world, uh, so to speak, and um, and that's kind of it. Like there is there isn't a whole lot of like you know story information on kind of what you're doing, uh, or kind of what your goal is. Um, they did show off a number of like larger enemy boss fights, and it kind of feels like your typical Souls game of get around the enemy, uh, find a find a point where they won't hit you, wail into it, and back the fuck up by dodging, like, a mother- motherfucker. Um, and it looks interesting enough for me. I mean, I, I'm kind of... I've kind of been more on a Souls kick uh, as, as more and more companies want to do it, and as FromSoft has kind of stepped away from it, um, I'm more interested in picking up new Souls games... Uh, and trying them out and seeing if they're good or not. You know, I have kind of a standard. And it's like, do you meet the standard? Do you fall short? Do you exceed? Um, right. And, you know, I I don't have any any expectations on it yet. Uh, you know, game's not out. Uh, we'll kind of see how my feeling is when it finally comes out. But it was one that I, I saw and I was like, okay, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll check you out. You're... You're a Dark Souls game. I'm, I'm alright with this. Okay. I want you to play Lords of the Fallen and tell me what you think. <laughs> I, there's a part of me that does too, but I have a feeling if I play it, I'm gonna hate Deck 13. <laughs> Come over yeah. to the dark side, Will. Like, it, it, I uninstalled it on my Xbox, but it's still floating there in the cloud. Yeah, I'll install it and watch you play it for like an hour. Sure, and we'll can, sit, and we'll see what you think. That's that's fair. Can we just can we just take a moment though? Sure. Mm-hmm. To recognize that Souls is starting to become its own genre. That that is kind of the argument right now. Is Souls becoming its own genre? And I think it'd be cool if it is. Well, so so as as we get more games that emulate that feeling, because originally the thought process on on kind of Dark Souls games is they kind of were roguelikes, but not in the traditional means. Uh, oh god, a roguelike Souls game with a pre-generated. Oh my god, it'd be crazy. It'd be great. Oh, like, I, you know, my mouth is salivating with with someone want like I would love someone to do that. Um, but they kind of they kind of spawned from the log the roguelike thought process, but took a different route. Um, and as we do get more games that emulate what Dark Souls is kind of set up, I think we will start seeing it be refer. I mean, people already do refer to it as if it were a genre. Um, and it True. and it does. You know, we we can go this. You know, I, I, with the surge, it feels like a Dark Souls game. It is a Souls-like, um, you know, that's more more of a mechanics uh, thing than anything. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm alright if we start, you know, we start shifting to the mode where we start referring to them as uh, Souls-like games. That, that becomes yeah. an official genre. I'm, I'm cool with that. 
because that's great. Yeah, that that, that that's, that's cool. awesome for me because I I really have have liked that genre more and more. Yeah. Yeah. What was the other game that you? Oh, to so about? the other game is one that I I probably won't play or won't get a chance to play. Uh, oh, wow. and it's it's because it's an Xbox exclusive. So good on them for making me want to play a game. Yeah, bastards. But awesome. That that's that makes me happy. Um, and it's a game called Ashen. Uh, they're the kind of trailer that that they had for it looked more cinematic but at times looked like it could be gameplay um and it may be a souls like as well but it's too early to tell um from what i've gathered from the the trailer it's you and you play one of these two characters and you're kind of exploring uh this this ancient civilization or like these this the old the old ways and stuff. It's it's more fantasy driven uh, than the other game, um, and the art style is I think what what has been drawing me in most of all. Um, where the main characters have no major discerning features. They ha- like one character has just a mustache, but their face their faces are blank. Um, you know they have they have you know they're just. There are no eyes, there's no nose, they have hair, they have clothing they wear, uh, you know, again, one of them has facial hair, but outside of that, there's no discernible difference between one character and the other, and I think it's very interesting, um, and the monster designs look pretty awesome, uh, you have these, like, ghoul-like creatures that have their, their rib cage looks like it's splayed open, uh, and they kind of you know, walk like ghouls. You fight wraith-like creatures, and at the very end, they showed what looks to be probably a boss in the game, and it looked like this towering giant of an ancient warrior with a blind, like uh, you know, blindfold on, and he has like a staff that he wields like a club and a lantern, and these two characters that probably come up to his knee uh, try and take him on, and in the trailer, it looks like they fail. Uh, so it's, it's a game that sheer by like kind of hope and want and, you know, maybe, maybe it's, it's too early to tell what type of game it is. It may just be hack and slash. And even then I'm pretty okay with, um, it looks, it looks sweet. Like I, again, I'm liking souls like games. And if, if this is going to be another one, um, I'm hoping my younger sibling will download it and then I can (laughs) kick him off his Xbox and play it for like a couple hours. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you say you can't play it, but you have some access to an Xbox. I have some access. It's it's not guaranteed, as you know. If I had my own, right, but it's it's definitely like I it's it exists in another part of my house. It's all about if I, it's cool if I hop on it and play it, um, right? And if Eric thinks it's also Souls like because he's been playing a lot of those as well, uh, then you know there's a possibility of me like sitting down and playing it. But it looks cool. Yeah. That that was kind of like. Uh, it's a new IP uh, in of itself. Yeah, there's a lot of new IPs. That's the one thing I want. I don't think we've said yet. Yeah. There's a lot out there now, which is good. As much as yeah. it was like, as much as there were like sequels, and like there were some games on yeah. like I, we didn't even mention that I was like, why is this getting a sequel? Um, yeah. As much as there were those moments, there was also a lot of new shit, and that's so yeah. good. 
Exactly. I'm like, yeah, we're getting another Far Cry game. Yes, there is a number five attached to it. But at the same time, like, every Far Cry game is not... Like they're, they're they're their own self-contained story. Yeah, they're their own worlds, their own times. Yeah, that's the beauty of them. Yeah. So, like, that's I don't care. Like everyone's like, oh well, well you know, people like get disconcerned when it's you know the the you know it has a certain number in front of it. <sighs> no. Well, yeah, when it's Fast and Furious twenty five, <laughs> I'm a little fatigued. Sure. Sure. No. It, like when when it's when it's our fourth or fifth Marvel movie. The, like yeah. it, when it's like you know Avengers Seven, it's like okay, yeah, all right. I need a break. I need something different. I need a palate cleanser. Yeah, exa- exactly. And it's like, and how many times are gonna hear Vin Diesel one last ride, Ugh. dude? It was last ride like ten years ago. Seriously, I think you should have stopped when Paul passed. <laughs> yeah. Stop. <laughs> That's me. Um, yeah, th- there were definitely some games like that that I didn't even mention. Uh, I'll just I'll mention them now. The crew is getting a second game, and this one just eh. I don't know why. The Evil Within is getting a second game. Yeah, I didn't watch anything for that because I'm I'm like oh horror game pass. But like the first one wasn't good, or like sorry, the first one wasn't good for for um, the Evil Within. And the crew, I don't think I watched anybody touch that game. Uh, I, yeah, I can't remember. And I'm like, why is it? Get, why are these two getting getting a second di- title? Why are these getting a two attached to them? I'm confused. Yeah. God only knows. Seriously, uh, if there's a sequel, and I'm actually legitimately kind of excited mm. for it a little bit and see what happens, even though it is pretty much a rehash. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't mind playing Call of Duty World War Two. Okay. Um. It, it's just it looks it looks solid. It sounds good. It looks like it feels good. Mm-hmm. I'm unsure. Um, I like the fact that they're gonna try. There, there's a mode that they call War something. I forget what. Mm-hmm. Where it's basically it's like it's an asymmetric game game mode where it's like. One team defends, another team attacks. Okay. Instead of everyone lone wolfing, yeah, and and people have to have certain roles in it. Okay. So it's like they're forcing people to kind of squad up, and you know, uh, and it's kind of be interesting watching a bunch of COD players try and do right. that. Right. It, it's it's funny. Uh, uh, Battlefield twenty one forty two kind of was the first game I had played that implemented a a game mode like that. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it felt fun. It was you could tell that there was there was definitely an imbalance, but it wasn't impossible. Yeah, I I like multiplayer games where it's not of all team deathmatch. I like it where it's like defend and attack, or you know, it's one of those things. Not not like taking over you know A points, B points, and C points, sure. but it's like you guys have this zone, protect it mm-hmm. for this amount of time. These guys are going to do everything they can to get into that zone. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's interesting. It helps, you know, like, you know, especially if a person can call the shots and it's like, hey, whoever's got, like, a heavy machine gun, plant yourself here and just take out everyone that that comes in. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I like, I just, I, there's something about World War II in a sound aspect. Oh, the, 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 the firearms. That... Yeah, it's the firearms, it's the grand, it's clean. The thing I like about what, with World War Two, what they're doing with COD is um, 
they're taking a bunch of shit out of it. I mean, that's smart. Um, you know, they're they're just like like all the crap that they just added over the last five iterations. They're like, that's kind of out. Yeah. Um, because you don't you really have drones and stuff like that. Like you can do airstrikes. I, but it's gonna be like a paper map, and you go drop it here. And I then, don't think anybody you know. was wall running while they were in World War. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's that <laughs> shit too. Um, or slamming the slamming the butt of their M1 Garand like into the Earth to create a shockwave. Right. No one was doing that. No, they're, they're mostly um, bayoneting people or yeah. rifle button them. Uh, you can bayonet in this game, yeah. which I think is interesting. I did watch some so. of the multiplayer uh, gameplay because they had they had some coverage on it. Yeah, uh, and it, it may just be like you know the point at which the game's at right now. Um, it didn't look as great as I hoped it would have. No, I mean we'll see what happens in November. Right, and that's like, what I'm saying. Like, so. That's why I'm not like dogging it. It, it yeah. Uh, you know, th- this could be the the engine or the system that they had ready f- ready for demo play. Uh, you know, it, it could be. It, I mean, I, f- knowing them, they'll clean it up. But like some of the textures just kind of looked muddy. To me, some of the yeah. the kind of geo well, didn't look didn't look as it, best, but yeah, it's also an E three demo, so they got to scrape together what the exactly, and that's so. why like like it's still early on. I think it's what coming out this year is what they're yes, saying? it's coming out in November. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, I know Far Cry is coming out next year in February, which is great. Okay, yeah, cool. they actually uh, they 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 specified. Um, I think it's February um, towards the end of February. So yeah. yeah. You can look forward to that. Yeah, so just a quick thing of release dates. So Assassin's Creed Origins, we can talk about that next week maybe. Mm-hmm. That's coming out on October 27th. Yep. So is Wolfenstein. Yes. Crackdown, th- Crackdown 3 is a little, the November 7th, probably the same time as Call of Duty 2, which I'm, World War 2, which I'm a little hesitant to put Crackdown 3 doing good. Yeah, there are a ton of games coming out this year that were announced at E3. Yeah, Holy there's a ton shit. of games just coming out now. And early um, next year as well. There's a sizable yeah. amount there. Hey, I want to I wanna talk about, I want to talk about, it. did you want to talk about another game? Because I want to talk about one that's on my list. Right, go ahead. Sure. Okay. I want to talk about Wolfenstein. Yeah. You know, I haven't played. I haven't played a what's it called? The New Order. I think I've not either, game. but I want to. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's yeah. the new one of this of this series of yeah. games. There's the New Order, and then there's Bad Blood, which I think is DLC. Yes, the um, old blood. The old blood. Yeah, the old blood. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was called. My anyway. Uh, now I've also been playing Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, which we're having fun with, though. It's like, you know. What really sucks is when you're raised Catholic and you fear the devil <laughs> and like even though you leave all that behind, that shit still stays with you. Uh, so I'm walking around hell as a Catholic boy going, God damn it, fuck <laughs> a bit anxiety ridden. I think the Presbyterian in me who played Diablo at his church was like, Yeah, fuck Satan, <laughs> fuck him, gotta kick some right. uh, don't some demon ass and put my foot in their asshole. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I can it, understand the anxiety. <laughs> That's well. It's also don't play it one in the fucking morning. Oh God, yeah. Um, that game specifically, Jesus. It, it, yeah, because there's been a few times where an imp's right behind me is like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yo. But okay, so just this is what I wanted to point out. Mm. From just the trailers of both Wolfenstein mm-hmm. games and this new one, the new Colossus, yeah. and playing Doom, it's like, wow. Both grandfathers can kick some serious ass. Dude, they do yeah. not hold back. Grandpa's coming to put his foot in your ass and break it off. Yeah, because 
Doom and Wolfenstein, they're the first ever first person shooter franchises. Yeah, all right? they're big. And it's literally, it's, yeah, it's literally like you have your maternal grandfather and your paternal grandfather. Yeah. And they know their shit. God. And <laughs> I had the one thing I have to say about New Colossus is this trailer was awesome. It was freaky, especially with that, that Nazi woman. Who's back from the first game. Yeah, I, she's the bad guy. I was. I thought she yeah. died in the first one. To be honest, same. <laughs> so there's that whole thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy, um, what's his name, Brakowski? Oh yeah, B J Blaskowitz. Yeah, J Blaskowitz. Yeah, Brakowski. J Blaskowitz. The one thing about this game that I thought was the trailer for for New Colossus that I thought was amazing was the acting. Oh, yeah. Like, it looked amazing, just, like, beating the shit out of zombies and the blood and just all the action. Fantastic. And, like, the little weird parody of the TV and the Lassie parody. That was awesome. So clever. It was was really cool. But, like, the game itself, the acting in it, I thought was amazing. Just inflections. Mm -hmm. When he's holding that guy... um over the elevator shaft <laughs> and he's just the, the way he says it I ain't no goddamn Nazi I just like there's something about that I thought was really neat mm-hmm. um, I will have to actually say side note to thing there are two characters in two different games that have amazing froze and I think are just badass characters oh, yeah. and that's the woman in Beyond Good and Evil that picks up the monkey oh yeah and she, who does some amazing tricks on that bike yeah and the woman in that scene that I'm oh, talking the about. the grenade. Who, who just, like, she says, it's a dud, fucker. It just walks away. I was like, you cheeky fuck. My god. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the voice actor for BJ, mm-hmm. what makes him great, though, is, like, I watched Ashley play through all the first Wolfenstein. Yeah, uh, right. Order, and he narrates a bunch of different moments. Right. Like he, like he's you know he's the main character, and obviously he's gonna talk. But there are moments where he's observing things and he's narrating it. Uh-huh. And I just sit there and sometimes I'm like, "Holy fuck, is he like narrating my World War II flashback?" Because <laughs> <laughs> it's very personal. You know, it sounds like something your granddad would actually say. Right. Yeah. Um, and of course, at the end of that game, you know he he does like the narration to the ending scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this isn't spoilers for anyone, but basically he's his narration is he's just quoting the new Colossus. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is how people found out about this game. Oh, okay. it's because they were like, "Oh, he was it's the new Colossus," and then people did data mining and they found a, a date for new Colossus. Oh, that's cool. Right. Yeah, it comes out and, you this know, year. Yeah, and it's really cool to hear him talking. Like at the end of the game, he's just you know he's observing something and he just goes on and he says you know the poem and you're like oh that's badass right yeah and then i think yeah. about it, I'm like man that's how that poem's supposed to be read <laughs> all the time sure definitely yeah. like it's and so you know uh also my favorite thing that i saw in that trailer mm-hmm. was the fact that you get on top of all those fucking devil dogs right oh, yeah. and then it starts breathing fucking fire and everything yeah that's gonna be dope. those well uh, they're all... called panzerhound mm-hmm. yeah and she like when Ashley first ran into one, she's like, "Hey, you need to see this, right?" Right. And I was like, "What's it? More Nazi robot dogs?" She goes, "No, it's worse than Nazi robot dogs, because <laughs> there are actual Nazi robot dogs, and then there's that fucking thing." Right. Oh god. 
and like it's it it, it it hunts you down and it follows you and i'm like that is terrifying oh, yeah yeah but yeah wolfenstein is like well man i I should get the other two games. I think there might be a sale soon. I know I'm, for Xbox. I'm, I was so. thinking about picking it up for uh, for my PS4. Yeah, yeah, it'd be worth it. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to Wolfenstein because I, I mean, the trailer's amazing. I think the acting in it would just look amazing too. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. Th- th- there was a funny comment I saw on YouTube with that trailer, which is this guy he says, "Look, I'm I don't know how this is political. I'm kind of I lean right." But I just think this would be amazing to get a bunch of black people and white people and rednecks and just anyone and just go and kill Nazis. Who the fuck doesn't think that's not American? Right? <laughs> dude, dude, anybody who hasn't fucking watched Inglorious Bastards should like probably probably come up with the time because fucking Brad Brad Pitt's comment of I'm in the business of killing Nazis yeah. is a fucking I mean, great line. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Fury, another World War II movie with Brad Pitt, not that great. Mm. Oh, yeah. we can talk about that another time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's there's also another quote of like, "Hey, if you can't be a proud American and a proud Nazi, like we literally had a war over this." <laughs> can I can I just point out something? Mm. What? Because this is something actually I would talked about. Mm. You know, Far Cry Five. Everyone got really upset and stuff. Right. Because it's like, oh, we're killing Christians and all that. And now there's a whole group of people like, well, this seems a little weird. And it's just like, dude, it's literally a game about killing Nazis. Yeah. Every game in the Wolfenstein name kills Nazis. Yeah. You're not winning this one. Like, people can argue in Far Cry, and I think their argument's wrong, to be honest. Like, try it. Like, the, you know, crazy cult. I actually watched the Far Cry thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The Ubisoft guys were like, yeah, it's just a crazy cult. Right. Run by a crazy family. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, crazy families. That also seems to be a thing this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh. but people, but the thing is like, oh, I'm so offended. Like, man, if you guys are worried about Wolfenstein, wait till you find out what Call of Duty World War II is about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Huh, killing Nazis? Weird. That's a good point. <laughs> like, I don't even want to play Call of Duty, but I will defend its one point of, it's in Germany. There's only one army. It's historical, it's a, man. It's in Germany in the 1940s. What the fuck are you thinking you're gonna do? Seriously, well, uh, kill, um, kill, kill Italians or, yeah, or right. Japanese blokes, not Nazis. Definitely not I Nazis. Had, you want to go uh, kill Japanese people? That I mean, if you want to kill Japanese people in World War II, go play Ace Combat Seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> what? Well, I, I I said that. I had that argument with this weeb who just didn't get Japan and its history and didn't get why it didn't have an army. And it's like, because it lost its privilege in World War Two. Yeah. And they're like, what? World War Two? Like, yeah, we fought the Japanese in World War Two. It's like, they, what? They, they, brought us, they brought us into the no. war. We were not, we're not really getting yeah, into I, it. I, I said to this asshole... Who bombed us at Pearl Harbor? And he's like Hitler. Oh, get the fuck away from me! <laughs> that person. At first, I like I should have threatened to take his dick because that person should not be breeding. Oh my god, what a piece of shit! <laughs> I hate weaves. I really do. Fucking Hitler, you dumb, dumb fuck. E three, but just fuck all that. <laughs> I don't know if anyone has the last word. The E three in retrospect to go back to that whole conversation, I think was pretty good this year. I I enjoyed it. I enjoy I. You know, didn't get to watch every press conference live. It was actually one of the few times, like, 
after watching the first one, I kind of wanted to see the others because I I thought it was really good. I got to I got to be excited the whole time, right? And and it's something that just hasn't really come up for me in a while with uh, with with E three and press conferences. There's just a smattering of things. I was always left kind of like happy or excited or even if I was kind of like meh that's not my cup of tea later on my cup of tea came and I was excited again and I was happy um, yeah you know I, like it was great I I it was a really good filling e3 and as we said we still haven't covered everything else there is no, a I, shit ton of stuff I have a huge list we'll, yeah same here <laughs> well I mean well, you should definitely talk about a lot more like next week like Spider-Man I want to talk about uh, that I want but... to talk about Metro yeah. definitely oh yeah, yeah 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 but um for another day someone, basically maybe yeah, another day next week maybe when we're you and I and Will are well, isn't there also one more day of E3 uh yeah tomorrow, tomorrow. I, yeah I want to say tomorrow is the yeah. last day if not tomorrow it was um, today yeah uh yeah we're recording Thursday today yeah. so uh, Xbox announced their new Xbox, or Microsoft announced their new Xbox. Yeah, the Xbox. Uh, one, the Xbox One X. One X, which spells out Xbox. Mind blown. Which spells out Xbox. We get and, it. No one and, thinks it's cool though. And every cynical fucker is is pointing that out like they're a genius and they're making fun of the console. It's like, okay, you, Hard- you're not accomplishing anything. Hardware wise, sounds dope. That said, yeah. Microsoft did a good job saying you don't need to own this. Everything right. else is going to work on our other products. It's just, if you want something that performs a little bit better, cooler, nicer, we got something for you. Otherwise, right. we, made a smaller, we made a smaller version of our original call, uh, console, the Xbox One S. So, yeah. you're happy regardless. And its starting price is $499. So, oh, okay. Yeah, they, they, in, the, in the press conference, they actually mentioned how much it's going to cost to get an, an Xbox One X. And it's right, you know, starting price four ninety nine. As we've seen with consoles, they'll go down in price after X amount of months to year. Yeah, that's that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It is not, and it is uh, is definitely a compact console. Um, so it's it's definitely. I mean, they they, sh- they showed imagery of the controller sitting on the top of the Xbox. There wasn't a whole lot of room on, and it was the controller was in the middle of it. There wasn't a whole lot of room on either side, so it's a smaller mm. console, which is which, for those people that don't, you know, who have a studio apartment, not a whole lot of room. This is kind of nice. Uh, well, I mean, I'm I'm looking at my Xbox One right now. Um, it's not that big it's to begin. I mean, with. consoles these days are definitely not massive. But to be yeah. fair, consoles. I think the largest console that I can remember was probably the PS3. Yeah, well, the original Xbox was also pretty fat. That was also pretty fat. So, yeah. I like it's it's definitely I I, I think that was cuz there there's I, I I think Microsoft is coming with kind of came in with a lot of baggage of like we kind of fucked up. And they've admitted that yeah. they fucked up. And they didn't want to do that again. And there was a lot of room yeah. where they could have, and they didn't. They came out acknowledged, like knowing what they needed to do to get to kind of make the audience happy and excited and and have a good time. And I think they accomplished that. I think they did too. I mean, like they they just really need to get those exclusives back. And I think they're starting yeah. to do it. They definitely yeah. are. Like there there were 
there were a number of exclusives uh, during that press conference, and I was really happy to see that. I was sad because, you know, I'm a, I have a PS4, but I was also happy because it's like, there's now, there's now a pull to want to get an right. Xbox. Because beforehand, it was kind of like, there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough going for it. And I think now, as you said, Nick, we've had that time for for things to people get comfortable with, for things to kind of settle we're now starting to see see our uh, Xbox get exclusives, get get people to come over to their console. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot coming, and, and <laughs> yeah, we'll, we're we're probably gonna be talking about this next week because I also would like to talk about Shadow War. Yeah, but it, as well as Spider Man yeah. and a few other games. So there's definitely a lot yeah. to talk about. I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, we're running pretty long, so I guess we should wrap it definitely. up. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. If you're on Facebook, please like us. If you're on Twitter, please follow us. If you're on the Facebook page, uh, comment maybe. YouTube, please like, comment, subscribe. Yes. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Definitely. Oh yeah. A thousand... and iTunes, subscribe. Yeah. Now. Yeah. No thousand people are talking about E3, but uh, can we be one of the thousand? Yeah. Please listen to us. We have our opinions too. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone. Yes. So. Um, with that, we are out. Yep, yep. Later days. Deuces, y'all.